Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. And welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, barely can keep my shit in. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. Hi, my friends. So uh, if you don't know at this point in the game, well, you must be living under a rock, but uh, I love to surf and I surf every day, just about every day. Of 365 days out of the year, I will surf 340 of those days. 25 days throughout the year, I'm traveling, gone, in a place where there is no ocean. But every single day, I head out to the water. Rain, shine, sun, great waves, no waves, swell, no swell, doesn't matter. You will find me out in the water. But one of the challenges about being out in the water is when you have to take a shit. Now, typically I can get my morning routine locked down to where I take my shits in the morning. I wake up around 4.35 o'clock every morning and I don't go out to the water until about 7.30. <clears throat> Why? Because I got my morning routines, take my daughter to school, handle my stuff in the morning, do my worries way, core four work, hit my stack, do all my normal routines, my war maps, etc. Everything I, everything I need to get done in the morning before I go out to surf. So my mind is clear. And genuinely, I will generally I'll take one or two, three shits. Now, you might be a person who's constipated all the time, so taking a shit is a hard thing for you. I feel for you, I do. But taking a shit has not been much of an issue for me. But what occasionally does happen is the time where I've taken one or two of the three potential shits in the morning, and there's an extra one still in there. And what tends to happen, and it happens occasionally, and it happened again this morning, was, and it happens about every three, four months, where I get down to the water and I'm like, damn it, like I've got a shit. And I'm like, I don't want to run back all the way up to my house. I don't want to run to the restroom, which is way down at the point. So I end up and going surf. And normally, <clears throat> normally it will be a non-distraction issue at all. Like I'll go out, it'll go away because my mind starts focusing on surfing instead of having to take a shit, and it's no problem. But today was not one of those days. So I'm out there surfing, and at between every single wave, I'm thinking, God, I got a shit. And then I go out and catch another wave. I forget about it for a second, then I come back, and I'm like, God, I got a shit. And I'm sitting out there between sets waiting for the next waves to come in, and I'm sitting and thinking to myself, how ridiculous is this? How stupid is this? And how much energy am I losing worrying about this shit? Literally, sitting there going, oh, man, just the energy to keep the shit in so I don't shit myself in my wetsuit during the middle of my surf session. And yet, what would it have taken for me to run back up the hill? Maybe 10 minutes of my time. Up the hill, take a shit, run back down. And no distraction. What would have taken a run over to the bathroom at the point? Probably another 10 minutes. Run down, take a shit, run back, surf. I'm out surfing for an hour to hour and 15 minutes every single morning, which means I would have recaptured a whole bunch of time. And yet, I sat there trying to hold it in. I had a cousin who did this when we were growing up. He would hold his pee and he would hold his poop. All right, he would stand outside the bathroom, cross his legs, and hold his shit in. To the point that he would get bladder infections and all these problems, he had to go to the doctor and all these issues. Because why? Because he wouldn't just take a shit. And yet here I am being just as stupid, running down to the water, have to take a shit, and I don't do anything about it. I just try to ignore it and hope that it will go away. And this ignoring of this shit is exactly what you and I as human beings do the vast majority of the time. The principle is simply this. If you keep your shit in, if you keep your shit in, it won't go away. It will just make you sick. If you keep your shit in, it won't go away. It'll just make you sick. 
And so you and I sit in situations where we have somebody in, in the office or somebody in our business that we need to handle an issue with, but we ignore it. We keep that shit in and it makes us sick. We have some kind of conversation we need to have with our wife or husband and inside of it, we don't have that conversation and so we keep that shit in and it makes us sick. We have all kinds of fears, doubts, and worries that we don't express and we keep that shit in and it makes us sick. We have all these desires, wants for the future, but we keep that shit in and it makes us sick. And so I may be an idiot for not taking a shit before my surf session this morning, but where you and I tend to be bigger idiots is when we keep the shit in and it makes us sick. So here's my question for you as we wrap up today's Daily Fire. Where in your world across body being balanced in business do you find yourself stuck in the following situation where you are keeping the shit in and it's making you sick? Pull out your warm up, new weapon, aka drill new pen. I want you to write that area down. Here is the area across the core four that I am currently keeping my shit in and it is making me sick. And the second question I want you to answer for yourself is this. What's the first step to getting rid of some of that shit today? For me, it was getting back to the house, sitting on the toilet, and letting it go. For you, I don't know what's going to be. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, time to take that parable of shitting. Why should I say not shitting enough that you just heard me share with you inside of today's Daily Fire where the, uh, you know, the wasted time sitting in the lineup in the surf session waiting for, well, the chaos of the shit inside of me to pass. The principle that we found inside of that is if you keep your shit in, it won't go away. It will just make you sick. And while that was tied up and linked up to the conversation of my own personal well-being while I was sitting out in a wetsuit out in the Pacific Ocean, we're going to take that conversation, that principle, and that parable. We're going to link that up today to our continued journey inside of the Warrior Book. We are in Chapter 23. We're in the conversation of balance, specifically power. Page 304, chapter 23, Balance Power. We're going to get off some quotes. First one by Abraham Lincoln. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Interesting. Verse number one, value in me. I remember the very first time I had a conversation about discovering the value in me. It was back in 2000 or two or so. I was sitting in an abundance workshop listening to the training of a financial advisor named Les McGuire. And he was bringing up the uh, workshop, listening to, a, listening to the train. Shit, I lost my place on that one. Listening to the training of financial advisor Les McGuire. He was bringing up these topics of how I needed to invest in me, that I was an asset if I valued myself enough to invest in myself. Two, invest in you. I thought this sounded like a really good idea, but how do I do it? Well, first, you study. I've got to study things to challenge the way I think. Two, I had to start changing what I believe is true. Verse number three. Now, the crazy thing about our worldview is that it operates like a projector inside of a movie theater, projecting the image onto the screen. No matter what we do in life, if we get pissed off at what's on the projection, only you as an individual can decide if the screen needs to change. 
Four, the construction crews could come in, knock the walls down, replace the screen, but the image on the screen will still project the same story. Let's say you get divorced and find a new wife or cheat on the wife you currently have, thinking the answer is in a different woman. You know that change needs to occur, so you attempt it with another woman, change the screen, to change the way you want to see the world. Then get pissed when the story remains the same. Five, that's not quite what Gandhi had in mind when he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Which means if you want to change what's on the projection, we cannot change the thing that's being projected upon. We must change the projection itself. If I'm watching a lame-ass movie, the only way to stop watching it is to change the movie. Six, during my facade years, I was in survival mode. I had no idea how to deal with the darkness inside of me. So instead, I suppressed and then covered it up with a suit, only to get angry at the screen for what I was projecting. As I mentioned earlier in this book, and then I got angry at my wife, children, friends, and clients. I got angry at people outside of me thinking the problem was the screen. Seven, I played this projection game all over in life, projecting my own bullshit onto other human beings, yet at the same time I had this other gift, my ability and capacity to see possibility in other people's lives that they couldn't see for themselves. This is why I've always been a good coach. Whether it's in athletics, as a business owner, a leader, a motivator, it's a natural gift to see more in others. But at the same time, I was also a really good destroyer. Eight, never once through the entire system had I ever questioned my own projection. I had lived almost 35 years believing the problem was the screen and those that were in it. Nine, I never considered taking care of me. There it was, the idea inserted years ago by Les McGuire about how I need to invest in myself and see my own value. I learned that I cannot see the value in me until I deal with the issues of the stories I created around me. 10, you have to be a master of your own domain and shift your mind in order to change the image on the screen. You must be able to change the way you see in order to follow Gandhi's teachings to be the change you wish to see in the world. If I don't like the projection, the key to changing the image dwells within me. I'm able to change my reality once I give myself permission. I do not need to wait for someone else to change me or give me permission. I don't need to wait for anyone else to tell me something that would cause me to change. The change I'm searching for is a change that can manifest and create inside of my own life. Only I have the power to do this. Verse 11. I was telling a fucking story that was putting me in my own prison cell. Jesus sat there in the Bible and Christian scripture saying, the keys to the kingdom of heaven are found within. If you seek me, you shall find me. If you ask, you shall receive. If you knock, it shall be opened unto you, period. So I'm going to come off scripture inside of the book and we're going to come back to this principle inside of our parable about keeping our shit in. And this idea that keeping our shit in ultimately makes it a game of illness. The principle is if you keep your shit in, it won't go away. It will just make you sick. See, I spent most of my entire life projecting onto everyone else. And just like being out on the wave surfing and keeping my shit in, I didn't recognize that the illness that I felt or the discomfort that I felt was that every time I saw somebody else, I was actually seeing myself. I had never once considered that inside of all of what I was looking at in other people actually existed inside of me. It existed inside of me. And I was worried about it. I was worried about the shit that I saw in other people, but I was worried about the shit that I felt inside of me. But it was far worse than the physical shit of sitting in the lineup and the surf lineup. It was something even more intense that began to change as I began to study something new. Let's continue on page 306 on verse 12. It wasn't until I began studying Buddhism and Hinduism that I really started to understand this projection conversation. That the war I was really waging was not a war of me against anybody else. It was a war inside of me. This really started to drive home as I began to study the Bhagavad Gita, the book of scripture that Gandhi's statements pre began to inspire inside of me as I followed this pursuit to study the books that inspired him to lead a revolution. 
2013. I was like, I've never led a revolution. I can barely lead myself, and I'm doing a pretty poor job of leading my family. Yet this skinny little guy changed the entire country in the way of being for people, so I'm going to study what he did and how he pulled that off. Verse 14. I started studying the Bhagavad Gita and found within the book of scripture a story about a warrior named Arjuna. Arjuna. When he was born, his father died, making him the rightful heir to the kingdom of India. He was just a baby and too young to rule, so his uncle decided to take over the kingdom while saying, listen, I'm going to hold over the crown and maintain the kingdom for you until you're the proper age to take over. 15. Young Arjuna rose up through the ranks of soldier, becoming bigger and growing line upon line, precept upon precept, getting stronger and wiser in his years. When the time came for him to reclaim the crown, his uncle said, yeah, that's about it. I'm going to remain king and fuck off. 16. Arjuna had become his total, this total badass warrior, the greatest Indian he had ever known. He was famous for what he could do with his sword and his bow and arrow. Think he had no other choice, he knew what he needed to do to usurp his uncle from the throne and claim his kingdom back, which required combat. 17. The god Krishna descended down disguised as Arjuna's charioteer to watch the battle on the plains of Kuruk... I don't even know how to say this. Kuruk... Shatra. That's not pronounced at all correctly, but that's the name of it. Uh, Because his final battle was going to be the greatest battle in India's history, and Krishna wanted to be right in the middle of the action. 18. Arjuna went down to the plain ready to battle. He got off his chariot with his sword, looked across the battlefield, and saw the military forces opposing his army, consisting of his uncle, brothers, and cousin, all against him. For the first time in his world, he began to shrink emotionally. He sat down on the chariot and looked up to his charioteer. 19. I can't do this. These are my brothers. We're going to kill them all. All of them. We're more powerful. The military is on my side. We're going to lead this war, and we are going to slaughter my family in order to take this back. I can't emotionally deal with this very well. This is too hard for me. 20. Krishna then revealed himself to Arjuna. The rest of the Bhagavad Gita becomes a story of Krishna guiding guiding Arjuna, looking at the darkness and light inside of him. Arjuna deals with conflicting emotions and oppositions like life and death as well as power and pain. It is this internal struggle that becomes the ultimate war he had to face. Krishna speaks into the mind of Arjuna, and Arjuna goes deeper into his thoughts. 21. As I was reading and setting Arjuna's journey, I began searching for internal solutions inside my own life. I was struggling in my marriage and my connection with other people. Why? Because I could not be truer to me. I was lying to myself. I misidentified that the real war I was fighting against was not due to external circumstances or causes, but was actually being fought from within. I wanted to change the screen when it was actually the image projected onto the screen that I needed to change. So this principle of dealing with our shit, right? It doesn't, it doesn't go away when you ignore it. But in this phase of the core four, when we're dealing with power, and this has changed quite a bit over time from the time we published the warrior book. You know, you can get away inside the core four and get your half a point for simply sending a text, like we talked about in yesterday's Daily Fuel, Sending a text to your partner. And then your second half a point could be sent to your posterity or to just another person. Ultimately, you can get your entire point for balance by just sending two different messages every single day. But there's a higher message that we're talking about here inside of this section, which is actually the message of dealing with you. Like directly with you. There are many who use inside the core four, they stack as a tool of dealing with themselves. So, for example, I may come in and use an angry stack to uncover some experience of myself, and I can count that as a half a point of power 
for myself inside of balance. So for example, I might wake up today, send a text to my wife and get half a point in balance. And then I do a, an angry stack and I get half a point for doing the power move with myself or using power focus. Now I could also switch this up and I could have it be a happy stack. And I could also count that as a point. Some days I'll do an angry stack and I'll do that um, to count for a being half a point. And then I'll do a happy stack and have that count for a balance half a point. However you determine to do it, the piece I want you to catch here is that inside of this particular chapter, we're referencing exactly what happened to me on the lineup surfing. If we do not deal with our shit inside of us, it begins to affect and erode our ability to see. It distorts the world that you believe exists. It distorts the world and the possibility of who you can be. Just like the projection we were discussing, I'm sitting there with a the shit in me and I couldn't focus on the waves. So I was missing part of the experience of being there because I was so worried about what was going on in the shit inside of me. Just ignoring it doesn't make it go away. And how much energy are you losing worrying about the shit in your life you're ignoring and hoping it will go away? If you keep it in, your shit won't go away. It will just make you sick. This is why one of my favorite pieces is using the daily angry stack to actually give myself half a point here inside of this category. Because the stack allows me to deal with my shit. Unlike what I did in the surfing, which is not leave the line of go take a shit and come back, my stack allows me to find power and confidence and certainty inside myself by confronting the shit inside of my own mind. Not confronting is what I spent most of my life doing. And I don't know what you've done or how you're doing in this, but I can tell you there is shit in your life right now that you are ignoring. It's making you sick. It's holding you back. It's causing you chaos. It's causing you frustration. It's causing you to question. Question your marriage. Question your business. Question your relationship with your children. Question your relationship with yourself. And yet here we have inside the core four a daily fucking discipline to deal with yourself inside of a PowerPoint if you choose. White belt level, send a text to your wife, send a text to your children. Black belt level, send a text to your wife and children, get half a point, and then do an angry stack and get half a point for confronting and dealing with revelation inside yourself. Let's look at our points to ponder here on page 312, chapter 23. Point number one, learn to invest in you. When you see that you are just as much of an asset as anyone else or in a business project, you will see rapid growth because you're not functioning from a position of scarcity. Point number two, we cannot see the value in ourselves until we deal with the issues of stories we've created around us. So if you want to see the world differently, be the change you want to see. You have to be the master of your own domain and shift your own mind. Point three, just like Arjuna from the Bhagavad Gita, it's not a matter of dealing with external battles, but the war within ourselves that will lead us to asking the liberating questions. Is it true? About the stories that we tend to tell. There is a darkness and a light inside of him, conflicting emotions and oppositions like death and life, power and pain. Ultimately, it is this internal struggle that becomes the ultimate war he had to face. Point number four, working on the power focus document, in this case, the angry stack, helps us shift the stories that we have been internally taking to or telling to take control over them rather than have them control us. Let's read a couple of warrior witnesses on this particular section. We've got a gentleman from Nevada here in the United States of America. I'm fascinated with this inner unconquerable power concept. 
Like, eat this shit for breakfast feeling. Like, you guys, I'm so fucking tired of reactionary life I'm living. I'm focused, I'm here, I'm pushing. Trying not to let my need for perfection push me into a drift. And even more so, trying not to swing for home runs. Especially on weight and body. I'm not losing 40 pounds in a week, I will tell you this. I've worked out more in the last four weeks than I have in the last year. My mind is open and soaking up the content like a sponge. I'm creating time to listen to the content while I drive, when the girls are asleep, hell, even when I take a shit. I just have to work on the follow-through and focus. So much shit is going on. All my chips are on the table, and tomorrow is a new day. Thanks for the pump-up, Garrett J. White. I didn't actually that quote that was speaking to me. So this brings a summary here for this day of the fuel. And again, brings to a conclusion here of the balanced topic of our two points, our full point, half a point for partner posterity and the black belt game, half a point for doing an anger stack in the conversation of power. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.